you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I am good, DJ. It's always it's always good. We're we're, we're turning the calendar, turning the pages on the calendar, getting ready to uh, dig into the the college prospects and players trying to do what we call a little junior tape, even though they may not be juniors, they may be <laughs> rising juniors and sophomore tape. But beginning to look at who is coming down the pipe, while also listening and assessing all of the buzz and stuff that we're hearing at these mini camps and OTAs as they come to a close. Yeah, I thought we'd uh, take a little time today and talk about maybe some of these college kids we're starting to peek at a little bit, as well as I, I wanted to go kind of a little bit big picture with the NFL and and look at who we think are some of the improved teams, um, teams we think could take a big leap uh, in 2021. But before we get to those teams, let's, let's talk about some college guys. Um, I've kind of just dug in. The first uh, look series is just rolling out now. So uh, the first guy I watched was uh, was your college, was your college quarterback at North Carolina, Sam Howell. So before I give you my take, what's your take on your guy? Hey, man, I, I really like Sam. And I like Sam 
not only because he's the quarterback of my team, it was a big gift for Carolina to get him. He was a guy who was committed to Florida State. He decides to stay in-state, goes to North Carolina, hits the ground running immediately as the starting quarterback. Um, air raid offense with Phil Longo. He, he's an outstanding distributor. Like when I look at him, he is a point guard um, in an offense that has a collection of playmakers that allow the game to be very, very easy for the quarterback. And I think his best skills and traits are he is the open man. Um, he doesn't lock in necessarily to one guy. He kind of feeds multiple guys on the perimeter. And because of that, he has made North Carolina's offense very, very difficult to defend. Now, in saying that, as a prospect, could he succeed in an environment where he may not have the talent that he was surrounded by in North Carolina? I think that would be those would be some of the questions that he has to answer. How good is he individually when it comes to elevating a team versus um, is he a guy who has exceptional managerial skills and then dropped in the right environment? He can get that team into a winner's circle, trying to assess his individual talent from how he plays when he's surrounded by talent will be the challenge for all scouts this year. I think it's a big year for him. Um, when you look at the things that you like, you mentioned a lot of it, but I mean, I think he's got a really live arm. He's not the biggest guy in the world. He's got that Baker Mayfield body type. Um, he's a good athlete. Um, he can extend plays. He's not going to be somebody I think you're going to use in design quarterback run game like Trey Lance or some of these other guys we've seen, Justin Fields. Um, but he can take the free yards. We always talk about on the zone read, can you get mm-hmm. me the six or seven yards, you know, a couple times a game if you wanted to do that? He could. Um, I think he throws a beautiful deep ball, uh, one of the better deep ball throwers we've seen the last few years. Uh, really like that about him. You mentioned um, – you know, getting off his first read, you see that. You see him work left to right. It's kind of a – it's a simple Simon offense um, that they run there. So that's going to be an adjustment for him going to the next level. But I thought, you know, you say like in case of emergency break glass, like it, it, in certain games, like they just turn around and say, you know, like Miami game, they ran for 600 yards with those two backs. I mean, it was Michael Carter and Javante Williams just took over the game. And then you look on the outside, we've got Diami Brown and Daz Newsom. Both those kids get drafted. So – those are four really good players that now he's going to be without. So now in case of emergency, that's him. Like there's nowhere else you can go. Like this is going to be on him this year for this Carolina football team. And I think we'll learn a little bit more about this kid, how, how he can handle that. Yeah, no, I think, and I think his, uh, I would say his evolution in college would mirror the evolution that we like to see from young quarterbacks in the pros. Can Sam Howell go from being game manager to playmaker? And in game manager, I'm not being derogatory, but really the talent around him emerged so that he really could just distribute the ball like a pass first point guard. Well, this year may require him to be a little different, to um, maybe be a little more aggressive and assertive when it comes to picking up those chunk plays and fitting it into tight windows because they really need uh, to move the chains. And so it would give evaluators a great opportunity to see if he is that, is he a game manager or is he a guy that projects as a playmaker at the next level? And I look at the schedule. The one that I'm really looking forward to is October 30th at Notre Dame. Um, that's Notre Dame mm-hmm. team that's got some good defensive players. They've got a safety that's going to be a first-round pick. They've got a good group. Um, and last year, that was his lowest passing yardage game of the season was against Notre Dame. They did some really good things schematically. 
took some things away. I think he threw for like 211 yards, something like that in that yeah. game. Um, so to go into that environment at Notre Dame, uh, that's a big stage for him. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to see how, not just the team, but I want to see him specifically how he reacts. You know, it's a marquee game, and that is a huge game. And not only that, Notre Dame has a new defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, who's one of the best in the business coming over from Cincinnati. Um, they're going to challenge him. They're going to throw a bunch of different looks and zone blitzes and those things. And so from an evaluation standpoint, we will get a chance to see how does he handle pre- and post-snap movement. And when the coverage changes and when he's fooled and tricked, is he able to find his outlet? Can he attack the threats that those defenses present in Notre Dame being a great one to look at? Because not only are they talented, but they're well-coached. This will be a great one to kind of star by his name when we're doing the, hey, let's let's look at the schedule. These are the games that we want to watch because that that is a terrific test that he'll face. I know um... – I haven't had a chance to get to this player yet. He's on my list. I am going to get to him. Um, but I was just curious, what what have you seen from from the Oklahoma quarterback? It seems like we have Oklahoma quarterback every other year that gets a lot of hype and a lot of attention. But Spencer Rattler, what do you know about him? Uh, I mean, the cat's meow. He has been ballyhooed and celebrated since he was coming out of high school in Arizona, having worked with him and around him at Elite 11. He was the MVP his, his final season. Um, dude is talented. I mean, he is as talented as they come in terms of spinning it. He can make every throw that you want to see. He has a level of confidence that is unshakable. He believes when he steps on the field that, look, he's the show. Everybody came to see him, and he's had a lot of success with that. That said, he is a guy who can get a little loose and careless with the football. Um, he's, he's had great moments at Oklahoma during his first season as a starter, but he also has some does and he had to overcome being pulled in the game and going back in there. And so he's talented and everyone is saying that this could be, and might be the number one overall pick when it comes to the next quarterback in line at Oklahoma. We'll see. He is definitely talented. He has a live arm, but what I need to see is more consistency in terms of that consistent five-star performance, as opposed to some of the ebbs, and flows that we've seen from him when he's been a starter. Listed at 6'1", 205, Buck, you're around him as a high schooler. How, how, is, he, how is he put together? I mean, is this, uh, you know, because ba- Baker think, wasn't tall, Kyler wasn't tall, but those guys were kind of wrestler bodies. Yeah, no, he's not built like Baker and Kyler. Like he, that, that's 6'1", 6'2", 205, that's a very accurate thing. I would say he's probably built maybe like Zach Wilson, maybe a little thinner, uh, mm-hmm. thin lower body. Thin legs. It's going to be a thing that we have to talk about um, because the other guys, what they had when they were, I guess, like kind of below the line when it came to the measurable part, they normally have exceptional stuff elsewhere. Kyler Murray was quick as a hiccup. You can see the speed and explosiveness, big time arm talent. Talk about a major league prospect, a major league baseball player. Um, Baker Mayfield, I think we would say his superpower was his accuracy and those things. Like he could fit it in the mailbox wherever he was throwing those things. Spencer Rattler doesn't have that athleticism. Um, so this year, more than other years, he has to be on point when it comes to the way that he delivers the ball and hits the strike zone. He got to paint the corners all the time because he doesn't have the athleticism that some of these other guys have. Yeah, I know. It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what what he looks like going forward in this next season. To me, um, just just looking at other guys, you notice some of those wild plays. Like he does have a live arm, man. The ball jumps out of his hand. Yeah, it, it, it does jump. It jumps out of his hand. He, he has that. 
Um, I think what everyone has to be prepared for as an NFL coach, if you're coaching him, to dial it back. He wants – he's the wild player. Hey, he's the guy that on the three-on-none break, he's going to pull up for three. He's not shooting a layup. He's not going to bank it off the magic square. He's not going to do that. Like, he likes the flash and the pizzazz. And so it will be um, – it will be interesting to see what he does after having a full offseason knowing that he's the starting quarterback. Um can he go from good to great in year two as the starter for Lincoln Riley? We always have a guy that kind of emerges that that, uh, that comes out of left field a little bit quarterback wise. I know the Liberty kid that transferred from yeah. uh, from Auburn has yeah. got a lot of buzz right now. I'm excited to watch him. He's going to be in my first look series coming up, so I'm going to dig in on him. I, people have sent me some plays. I don't know if your buddies in the league are the same thing. Like, look at this play. Look at that play. Like, he's got a chance to kind of be that kind of out of left field wow guy. Hey, DJ, like, it's funny. Um, I saw him middle of last season. You begin to hear, hey, man, Liberty, like, Liberty is running through folks. Like, <laughs> what do they have? Like, what, no. what has happened? The, the fighting Hugh Freezes, they, they're going. <laughs> and, and, and when you look at Malik Willis is his name, um, man, he is tossing dart after dart after dart. He's athletic. Um, he's the new school quarterback. And, I think now every year the draft produces one guy that you have to kind of dog a year in your notebook. Like, hey, this might be the surprise. You're on it. He he's the guy because if Trey Lance can can move up the board and do the things that he was able to do, and he's kind of anomaly because he didn't play his last year. Yeah, Malik definitely can do that because he's explosive, an explosive athlete, big time arm. Um, he's a very very impressive player. Yeah, it's going to be one uh, we're going to be following here. Uh, definitely going to be w- watching what he's doing. I'm I'm pulling it up right now because I wanted to see um, their schedule here. Let's look. The Liberty Flames, because we're going to see which games we're going to be looking forward to here. Um, they play. Okay, there's some good ones on here, Buck. They've got Troy, the second week of the season. Uh, they're at Syracuse, who they beat last year, ACC team. Uh, later on in the year, they're at Ole Miss, November 6th. That will be jam-packed with scouts because they have a quarterback who you know, too, a Matt Corral, who people mm. think could emerge and come out this could come out of the uh, out of the pack this year. So that's going to be a big one. November 6th, put that one on the calendar. Also, Hugh Freeze going to Ole Miss, throw that in the mix. Yeah, you think Hugh Freeze doesn't want to hang half a hundred <laughs> on the Rebels? <laughs> and you think Lane Kiffin doesn't want to hang half a hundred on Hugh oh, Freeze? That's going to be That's going to be right yeah. there. Let's go. I, I, I understand you're coming back here with hurt feelings, but I am not the one to take this one <laughs> for you. So you coming me, I'm coming right back. But that court, that quarterback competition, that quarterback shootout that we'll see, Mac Macarell is fantastic he was an elite 11 guy right he was an elite 11 guy he's an la kid he was at oaks christian for a while finished up at long beach poly um finds his way and 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 kind of settles in uh then you see him at old miss and hey when lane kiffin got his hands on him it he took off and you can see we're sitting there looking at elijah moore but i'm like yeah you know elijah moore is really good but that ball is always on him that ball is right in the, in the window. So that, that'd be a great one to watch. And I don't want to say like every year we're seeing quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, but there certainly are some intriguing potential options in next year's class for those teams. But the thing is, 
what teams are going to need quarterback? Because I feel like we've seen so many quarterbacks go the last two or three years. Yeah, it happens, though. They emerge. You know. Guys man. fall off. Um, oh. Look, uh, Matt Corral last year, you mentioned the numbers. Buck, he completed seventy, almost 71% of his passes, uh, 29 touchdowns, 14 picks, averaging 10.2 per uh, attempt. Like the, the, Those are good numbers, man. Like oh, Really good numbers. You know Lane's going to have it dialed up, and I, I know they lost some dudes, but they'll they'll replace them there. They've, they've got athletes at Ole Miss. They always do. That might be and, – and I have – I'm going to – I need to look at him. I need to study him. But he's 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 draft eligible. Um, he's only listed at 6'1", 205, so not a big guy either, Like kind of like Rattler. But I'm telling you, man, that might be my early pick for my – Oh, Matt Carroll? Hey, yeah, it might be my early pick for the hey now guy. Like, hey now. Whoa, hey. Hey, hey, DJ, I, I wouldn't be mad at you for, for kind of staking that flag in the dirt there um, yeah. down in Oxford, Mississippi. He, he He's really talented, man. And I think the biggest thing for him – just in terms of like knowing the high school scene uh, was the maturity. And, you know, he gets with, he's grown How up. many high schools, Buck? Was he a th- like a three high school guy or Man, two high school guy? He might have been a Because here he is Old Miss the whole time. Like he was patient, right? Old Miss his first year only threw the ball 16 times. Uh, next year, you know, threw it 178 times. So like he, he waited his turn there. Yeah, he's, he's waited his turn. He, he's, he's been very, very um, – I think the maturity has really come on for him because I think he is a very uh, – he bounced around. Like, he was a hotshot kid, like like most of those quarterbacks, but he settled in, and I think he's become better. Having known people that have trained and worked with him and coached him when he was in high school, they say the guy understands that. He understands ball. He understands ball at a high level in terms of reading coverage and, and doing those things. I think the, bigger th- the biggest thing for him was the connectivity – connecting with his teammates and being able to kind of get all that together. It appears that he has that piece figured out. Now the sky's the limit for him as a player because he, he he has talent. Two schools, two high schools. So he, he was, I mean, we've seen some of these high school quarterbacks have been like three, three different high mm-hmm. schools. Some of them, four different high schools. Like this kid is two. So he, he was at two powerhouses, right? Long Beach, uh, Long Beach Poly and Oaks Christian. So um, yeah, he, he, he was, a uh, you know, Army All-American, all that good stuff, highly decorated, Elite 11. You saw him up there. Um, yeah, he has, he's got he has, the credentials. Yeah, he has credentials. He has the game. A lot of it, DJ Litter, who's just it's just a maturity. I mean, yeah. it happens for different people at different times. I think he has learned and gained an appreciation for doing the work. And once he put the work in, um, those things those things begin to happen. And so when you talk about Long Beach Poly. I think he played for Antonio Pierce down there. He did. Yeah, he did. He played for Coach Pierce. Yeah, he played for long. So he played for Antonio Pierce and and those guys. And so he got high-level coaching. Now it's settling in. Like, I'll I'll, I'll trust what Lane Kiffin does in terms of creating opportunities for the quarterback. He's going to have his numbers, and we're going to be excited to see him when when he does get his chance. All right, let's uh, let's let's switch gears here to NFL. Uh, just want to go through a couple teams. Let's let's uh, highlight some most improved. Um, that, that's always the worst award, by the way. I can remember going to a basketball camp and getting a most improved camper award, and I was like, "All this means is I sucked the first two days." Like, I don't want this award. Like, this is the worst. Well, I mean, like that, you, that should be a credit that hey, you went from missing everything and dribbling. I didn't the ball think I was that foot. bad. I didn't yeah. think I was that bad See? to get the most See? improved award. Are you? Are you the guy that smashes trophies in the parking lot? True story. True story. 
true story. I don't know if I've ever I've told this one on the podcast, but there was <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, high school baseball, we had a kid who was a really good player. Ended up he ended up getting drafted a little bit later, but um, he was our best guy. But the head coach kind of had his other like you know coach's pet like favorite players. Yeah, it always happens. So so he gets uh, he doesn't get the MVP. So he gets some other award. Maybe it was like best hitter or whatever, you know, but he didn't get the big award, like the big golden spikes award or whatever you give it your high school player. So he had a low rider truck. And uh, so I had a, a truck as well, but my one wasn't the low rider. But so we, we leave the, uh, we leave the little ceremony, the little uh, banquet and it was at the school. So we're leaving the school. So he pulls out and he, and he kind of like peels out around it. So I'm kind of following him like right behind him and i'm not kidding so we get by we drive by montgomery middle school which is kind of the way you pass that on the way home and they had kind of like a little park out there and as he turned that right turn i just see this trophy just go (laughs) 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 launches out of his vehicle amen i don't think he wanted that award i don't think he was happy with that hey sometimes dj you have to treat those awards like they're uh Home runs from the visiting team. Throw that back. We don't want that. We don't want that souvenir ball. Throw it back. They can do something else with it. Just like you did with your most improved. It was a very it was a very, it was a very disrespectful baseball team. Because I'll give you one one more story before we switch gears to the, to the NFL. Uh, our coach's our coach's uh, daughter. Uh, I think she was in high school, but she was uh, just the sweetest, nicest girl you know and, she, and and our team we were like a band of misfits like we were kind of a football school basketball school at that time our baseball team was kind of a down down time it was kind of the end of the season guys are frustrated and so we, she got on the she would get on the bus before we leave we're gonna go play coronado high school if you know san diego you know coronado island you go over the coronado yeah. bridge yeah, beautiful right gotta go to moo time gotta go to moo time when you're there good spot you want, oh ice cream moo okay time. Okay, it's Coronado's the best. So, anyways, we she gets on the bus and she gives us she made brownies, and she had she had packed the brownies in individual little plastic things. Oh, that's nice, nice, right? And as you get older, you how like that took time and effort. That was a really nice thing that she did. So she'd go and hand them all out to all the kids on the bus, and she'd get off the bus. You know, she wouldn't ride with the team. We're buck. We get to the top of that bridge. You're throwing them out. Those brownies walking off the bridge. Oh man! I just imagine somebody's out there fishing down there below, and it's they built it. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good brownie. Uh, anyways, oh, that's a, the, those are my high school man. baseball stuff. Poor, poor coach's daughter. Right? Yeah, it was a bunch, bunch of jerks, right? A bunch of doing jerks. everything. She probably had handwritten everybody's number there and initial was on, the, prob- on, the, on the, the bags. Little, yes, yeah, there probably like was. Treat. Yeah, not, nothing but nice. She didn't deserve that. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it was uh, a bunch of jerks. All right, most improved teams. Uh, who stands out to you? Hmm. You know, <laughs> this is this is tough because I feel like there are so many teams that that really did a really good job. I'm going to say a most improved team is going to be one that just returns to health. And I'm going to say that's the 49ers. Yeah. The 49ers will be improved just because everybody comes back for them. When I think about their defense, and this is a team that is built around the defense and those things, Bosa coming back really helps them because the pass rush, you think about he and Eric Armstead, whatever happens with um, D Ford, whether he, he stays or not, 
if they get their their crew back, like they're going to be dominant. And then on the perimeter, just think about how many games they lost without people. George Kittle was in and out. Debo Samuels was in and out. I mean, the running back rotation has been a bit of a mix. And Jimmy Garoppolo, they will be a, a viable contender just by having a return to health. And if they do decide to throw Trey Lance out there, I think he has a dimension to the offense too. I'm going to give you my first one. It may be, I don't think anybody talks about this team a little bit off the radar. Uh, last year, the Denver Broncos were five and 11. That's not a five and 11 roster. I know the quarterback no. thing and they've got to get Drew Locke playing. They've got some insurance now with Teddy Bridgewater. But when I look at that team, I look at the defensive personnel with Vic Fangio coordinating. I look at Cortland Sutton coming back on offense. I look at drafting Javante Williams to plug in at running back. The offensive line with Mike Munchak, I think, is is a really solid group. It's much improved over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Garrett Bowles just got paid. Um, they're better there. I mean, they've got two tight ends that run 4-4. Uh, you know, they, they bring in uh, – gosh, who did they just bring in? They brought in Fuller, the corner, who's a good player. Yeah, uh, Simmons is one of the best – safeties in all of football uh cream jackson's a great tackling safety he's a really good force but like that's a good football team bradley chubb and you hope that von miller comes back to be what he was like it's a lot of dudes up there a lot of a lot of dudes like literally it is about the right quarterback taking care of the football they take care of the football they're gonna win games now i think that division is tough um kansas city the chargers the raiders i mean it, it's tough sledding but that roster is certainly good enough where they can make some noise. I also like the fact they rebuilt their enti- their secondary, more depth and talent and playmakers. I forgot they drafted Patrick Sertan as well. Throw him in the mix. Yeah, like it, they are a talented team, but um, it comes down to quarterback play. And we talk about it being the most important position. So whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, they have to get better play from the QB1 spot. Man, they are a track team, though. When you when you go Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, uh, get Cortland Sutton back, and then you have those two tight ends that I referenced with Noah Fenton, Albert O, both four four guys. Like that's it's a lot, lots a lot to defend. A, a, a lot. I mean, really, a lot to defend. They they can really test you in a bunch of different ways um, with their personnel. It it'd be interesting to see what it looks like when when they when they get it. When they get it all together, I think they definitely are one of the more most improved teams. Let's go a couple more piece here. Who's your next team you like most improved? I mean, it's hard to call the evil empire uh, most improved, but, <laughs> New England, but the New England Patriots will be a, a, a vastly different team this year. The additions that they made to their defense, Judon coming over, Calvin Noy coming back, um, Mills coming in at safety. They're better than offensively. John o. Smith and Hunter Henry are, are, are going to be a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. When they line up in their 12 personnel package and they do all the silly stuff that they do, empty personnel, Y outside of Z, the tight ends out wide, and all that other stuff that they can do. And then their ability to also play power football, because remember, Trent Brown comes back. They've been able to solidify that offensive line. Regardless of who's at quarterback, and I would expect Cam Newton to at least start the season at quarterback, they are going to be able to play the old school way that they have played and give people problems. If their defense can hold up and carry the water early, the Patriots are going to be right back in the conversation, um, sitting right behind the Buffalo Bills trying to win the division. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. Seven and nine team last year, they can yeah, they could very easily win twelve games uh, this upcoming season. 
I'm going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, this is not rocket science, right? You keep your quarterback healthy. You keep your quarterback healthy. Their offense is going to score a boatload of points. And then defensively, I think back to last year. Remember when we were questioning the effort with them oh, early in the season last year, how bad it was? And it got better. A but I don't bit, think, but still, yeah, it won't be an I, issue now. No, and I think they've gotten they've added a lot of youth and a lot of speed to that defense for Dan Quinn uh, to get his his hands on these guys. I I think they're going to be better defensively. They have no choice but to be better. I think just just the youth, the speed, the energy on defense, and then you add to that Dak Prescott hopefully running out there for seventeen games. Um, I don't see how this team doesn't you know post a double digit win season. There's just too much talent there. Of 17 games, they're going to win at least 10 games. They won six last year. They win at least 10 games, and Dak Prescott owns teams in that division. Like he does really, really well against the Giants and the Washington football team. Um, I, I do believe Michael Gallup talked about this offense being unstoppable. Unstoppable. There's some truth to that. Like it's it's arrogant and bold for him to say it, but there is some truth to that. When you look at them on paper, that offense is a top five offense with the potential to be a 30 plus point per game offense because they can light it up. And I don't expect Dak Prescott to have to throw it like he had to throw it last year. But I mean, the potential is there. And if Zeke can get back just in shape, I don't expect him to be like a top five, but if he can just report in shape like he has, and when you look at the social media stuff, they could be a problem. All right, last one uh, I want to hit you with a question on here as we've been kind of discussing these improved. We each threw out a couple teams. You, you do your work with the Jags, Buck. How many – I mean, if I if I got to pin you down right now way early, 1-15 football team last year, I mean, they, they have no choice but to improve. Um, but what's reasonable expectation-wise? I would say that I think they can get to seven wins. I think seven oh, wins okay. is a, a, That's a, a big jump. reasonable – a pretty reasonable expectation. Uh, you got a couple games against the Houston Texans within the division. Uh, for whatever reason, man, they always play well against the Tennessee Titans. I don't know why. And if I mean, they play well against those teams in the division. So I think they can steal some wins there. Urban Meyer, the one thing that he has done is he's gotten them all going in the right direction. They practice hard. Um, they're doing those things. And I know right now we're in the hype bunny season where <laughs> we get excited about all those. But DJ, they lost a ton of, like, they were one of 15, but they lost a bunch of games where they were right there. And I'm talking about a team that wasn't very talented. So no. now you add some talent, um, upgrade the coaching a little bit in terms of the confidence and the organization. I think that gives you a chance to win seven games there. Now I'm all screwed up because this 17 game schedule. I know it's weird. We weirded out. So what would normally be a seven and nine season or a six and 10 season is now seven and 10. I think they can get to seven and ten and show some improvement. Yep, there you go. But look, there's a lot of these teams hoping they're improved, um, but there also is a side of it that some of these teams aren't going to be improved. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it all shakes out. They can't all get better. Um, anyways, uh, this is a fun. It was a quick one today, man. But uh, I'm glad we got a chance to catch up. I'm glad you got to hear my story about brownies and, and trophies flying. Oh uh, man, flying through yeah, the air. I don't know. I don't know if I want to coach your team. Y'all, y'all had some unruly guys. Yeah, it's mean, not, so not cool, man. Just not cool. Um, oh, I'll give you one bonus, one bonus for that one. Last baseball story, and I'll leave you with this one. So we are uh, my senior year. I did not uh, I wasn't going to play baseball, so I didn't uh, just going to get ready for, you know, to head off to northeast Louisiana for football. So not going to play. And then they, the guys on the team kept trying to talk me into coming out because we had a good team my senior year. So it was a, it was a much better team. We lost in the city city finals, city championship. But 
they uh so they are like you gotta come out you gotta come out i'm like ah, i don't want to anyways at the end of the year i'm like ah what the heck there's there's literally like three games left in the season and then the playoffs so i'm like fine i'll come back and, and i'm sitting here thinking like what are they gonna use me as a pinch runner like i'm gonna you know you can't put me on the field like how are you gonna take somebody off i haven't been there the whole season so I come out there and the coach was like, and we were, and we were like right there, like going to the playoffs, a good team, but he would <laughs> get there the first, first day. And he goes, uh, I had been to batting. I had to batting practice like the day before, like practice, hit the ball pretty good. So we come out there the next day. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm not going to play. He goes, well, guys, I've decided today's senior day. So all the seniors are going to be starting. Jeremiah, you're out there and you're in the uh, center field. Uh, you're, you're ready. <laughs> guy was the, the poor rate i don't even remember who it was he was like a sophomore kid but he's like what like this kid you, he's, he's gonna start the, you, i went out there start i started every i started the last three games started the playoffs off we went you ruined the chemistry of the team no wonder they're throwing no i took us to the city has, championship what are you talking about it ruin anything you ruined the chemistry that was a gutsy team, move like, by the coach though the gutsy man, move by the coach like, like, hey, just, i gotta think of some way how do i justify getting this guy out there it was funny. You, you're like those old vets that sit out all of uh, training camp, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm ready to play now. I'm ready. I really ready. was. And, and and the local reporters, the, the local reporters love me from football, right? So they had been around me for years of football. And they they those guys, the same guys that are high school, right? They're doing the baseball games. So the baseball guys would get frustrated because I could go one for five, hit a solo shot in the sixth inning, right? And we could, you know, we, uh-huh. we could win 13 to one. And the headline would be Jeremiah leads Patriots to to win, and the guy's like, oh, "Really? I went like I went three for four, oh, like when guy. the game still mattered." Yeah, the you're local reporter was my guy. He was my guy. You that guy? They get get all the benefits, all the yeah. spoils. Yeah, I was. It was a spoiled kid. I was a spoiled little athlete. There's a youngin. Uh, not anymore. And I've been humbled. I've been humbled in a big way. I can't even play basketball without tearing my Achilles. Oh, uh, I can't believe you even out there. Thinking about doing it. No, no. Anyways, we went way off track today, but it was All fun. Good. It was fun catching up. All right. We appreciate you guys hanging with us. We'll have uh, more football for you next time, I promise. Uh, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Daniel Jeremiah. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.